Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Young Black and Bobby Sports Desk. I am your benevolent host, Q. And there's only one other voice you're going to hear today, and that is... What's going on? It's Greg. We back again, motherfucker. I ain't left. I ain't nowhere. <laughs> I'm here. What's going on? Oh, man. Uh... It's going, it's going, it's going. Um, you know, I make my triumphant, I guess, <laughs> triumphant return to the DMV yeah. on this coming Saturday. Uh, oh, welcome to hell. Welcome to hell, uh, sir. I have seen and heard the news and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been, it's been crazy up there, I see. Yeah. Um, but, but before before we get into the craziness, let me just let you know, Q, um, you have not been home in almost the entire calendar year. Almost. Not quite, but almost. Not yeah, only has a lot months. of shit changed. Um, yeah. Not only has a lot of things changed in D.C., I'm starting not to like D.C. as a result of the pandemic. Um, and just ironically, when you left we were in like the, the thick of the pandemic here in D.C. People were going nuts. People were going crazy. I mean, they weren't eating each other like Florida or New Jersey, but it, it was just as bad. Um, and then you show back up and we might be going back on lockdown again. Um, I'm starting to think it's your fault. It's not, it's not my fault. Not my fault. Yeah. It, <clears throat> I tell you whose fault it is. The idiots who will not go. The idiots who will not go and get and get that, get those two pokes in the arm. Well, that one poke, if you get to J and J, that's mm-hmm. who. That's who to blame. That's yeah. who to blame. Just go get the damn shot. Just go get the shot. And, I mean, it's not that. It's not that difficult. It's not that hard. You know, just go get the two jabs in your arm, and <laughs> that's it. Like I, I'm waiting on. I'm waiting to get my second. We got two mm-hmm. more weeks. You know, I got two more weeks before I get mm-hmm. before I go get my my second dose. Um, and I'm gonna get mm-hmm. that second dose, and I'm gonna go live my life. Yeah, you know, as you should. I'm gonna go live my life with, with still wearing a mask because um, yeah. we're seeing this Delta variant is not to be played with. Yeah. Oh, I just, I want to say something really briefly because um, I I don't want to make this the COVID show because we already got to talk about it at least six times tonight before like sports related shit. But um, when it comes to like pandemics and and being well, getting well, and more importantly, like not dying, not catching shit. Um, I don't I don't want to make it like super political when it comes to this, but I just really implore people to like. Mm-hmm. Think of the consequences of your actions. Um, Part of this, though, is to blame for local and state governments for pulling back too soon and saying, you know what, let's try the honor system. Let's say if you want to go into your local grocery store, if you are vaccinated, you can come in without a mask. The issue is that is pretty much saying everybody can go without a mask. Like, you know, that's not cute. Q has had one of his two shots. He is protected. Yes. Is he doing everything he can do to stay protected? Absolutely. 
But what happens if Q goes into a store with one shot, not two, goes into a store and somebody without the mask on, who's not vaccinated, because honestly, who is checking? Right. Goes and gets him sick again. Um, again, you know, we'll talk about this more in sports. I just want people to honestly be a little bit more conscientious of not only your own life, but the people around you. Um, people have kids. People have family members. And more importantly, you have family members because you want to be reckless because you think that, you know what, I have to enjoy the summer. Well, guess what? As a result of you enjoying all four and a half weeks of the summer that you had, we may be going and getting locked down again because people have decided that, you know what, it's over. But here's the thing. It's not over. Yeah. Um, spoiler, and we're going to- spoiler alert. We're still in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I wanted to, you know, also give praise to Q because for someone who caught COVID and is doing his due diligence for not only himself but his children as well, like he knows that he wants to protect him and his. But he's also being mindful of the people that he's around, and he could have mm-hmm. said, you know what, I'm, I'm coming back to DC. I'm going to go and I'm going to be reckless and hang out. He says, you know what, I'm going to go and be in a controlled environment, knowing that, that I want to practice safety. That right there is the respect that, you know, people deserve when they go places. So shout out to Q for not only being a host of the show, but just being like smart about it. Because a lot of y'all aren't, man. A lot of y'all really are not smart about this shit. Right. You know? like, I, I'm y'all looking, should be ashamed. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's common decency. Like, like I said, spoiler alert, we're still in a pandemic. Um, and, yeah. and you, you know, you got these full sporting venues down. Don't get me wrong. When I get back, <clears throat> when I get back, I am going to a national game. I'm going to a national game. Oh, absolutely. But, but, but I will be going to that national game fully vaccinated. You know, Talk to I'll, be, I'll, I'll be going fully vaccinated and I'm still wearing them. And I'm, you know, I, I'm going to still wear masks because Spoiler alert, we are still in a pandemic. <laughs> so, so you know, I'm excited. Yo, I, I'm excited because this will be my first Nats game in two years. God damn, it's been a long time. First Nats game in two yep. years. Ever since, yeah, the first, the first one since the, world, since, since, since the Nats won the World Series. So I'm excited to, to get back inside of National Park. But I'm going to do it safely. I want to do it safely because mm-hmm. I ain't ready to die yet. <laughs> Look at you being a fucking adult. Honestly, you're, you're not even just being an adult. You are being a responsible person because there are kids who are being responsible. My, my wife told me that at her school, one of the students said, you know what? I ain't coming back. He said, I can't do it. I'd rather be homeschooled than go and get sick because I've seen too many of my teachers in places where I frequent. And I was like, wait a minute, how the fuck are you seeing and then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, he's going, you know, because, you know, these kids, they do have summer jobs. They do have, you know, jobs they have, during, you know, throughout the year and things like that. He's like, oh, I'm seeing teachers at the mall with no mask. I'm seeing them at grocery stores with no mask. More importantly, like the fact that I'm seeing you and you don't have a mask on, but then you're going into a classroom. Right. Like, what are you bringing with me? But you know what? It, Every dog has their day, and there's going to be a lot of people dead. So, mm-hmm. best of luck to all of you. Yeah, I but won't you, be going. That's not what you're here for, Q. 
they're not, it's not what they're here, it's definitely not what they're here for, but you will not catch me dead or alive in Louisiana, Florida, Georgia, uh, Mississippi, Texas, definitely not South Dakota. Uh, Arizona as well, add them to the list, parts of California, because San Diego uh, is wilding out, San Jose is wilding out, Santa Monica has been wilding out. Yeah, L.A. County just re- reinstituted a mask mandate, which they should have never got mm-hmm. rid of. But uh, you know, yeah, um, yo, I think people yeah. think that. Okay, I, I want to say this without being disrespectful because I want to get into the sports stuff. A lot of you motherfuckers is already ugly. The mask helped. Just, just <laughs> live with that. It's it's okay. Yeah. It is okay. Right. Like Patrick Beverly, you ugly. Like you can wear the mask, sir. Like it, it is all right. It is okay. Okay for you to wear the mask, sir. Um, there are a lot of y'all just. What, what is so hard? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's get into the show. Let's just get into the show. Let's get. Let's get into. Let's get into the show. So, as you all see, the title of this the title of this episode is the Olympic Pandemics. I'm glad that we led in with some COVID talk because I am not understanding for the life of me why we're holding an Olympics in the middle of a pandemic. Talk to you. Why? COVID doesn't just say, oh, the Olympics is here. Let me stop infecting people. Now, that's not how a pandemic (laughs) works. It's not how a pandemic works. So not I, at just, all. I, I just, I, honestly, like the whole shit should have just been scrapped. All of it. We can try again in 2024. Yeah. We, got the, we got the Winter Olympics in 20, coming up in, in January. Hopefully, more people are vaccinated by then. There won't be another wildfire spreading co- uh, variant like Delta. Like, like the Delta variant and getting people, unvaccinated people, because that's really who is getting sick now. Unvaccinated, unvaccinated people. Even if you just get one of the one of the two shots, you are better protected against Delta, against the Delta variant than you are if you have not either been vaccinated or had it. Because that, that, that mm-hmm. you know, but again, sports. Why are we having an Olympics during a pandemic? There's already there's going to be no fans and no fans. There's no fans. Um, like as soon as your event is over, you have 48 hours to leave. You know, you know what everyone knows what happens in the Olympic Village. Lots of kids are lots of kids are made, <laughs> and that's not going to. They're strongly discouraging that. Um. The city of Tokyo is under another state of emergency, another lockdown. Like, why? Why? I know mm-hmm. why. I know why. It's money. But why? But why? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. My first award for the night is the Adam Gates Why Are You Still Here Award. And yes, it's early. We haven't even gotten into sports, but... This award is going to everybody who actually is going to the Olympics for one reason. They are doing everything in their power to make it the most miserable experience for everyone. 
<laughs> um, to go exactly. to Tokyo. Um, they, Q, you and I, actually, let, if, if we can just like segue a little bit into the story and then just bounce right back to what we're talking about. Um, Q, they are making them sleep on cardboard beds. Yes. Yeah. To avoid having sex with each other. Why? <clears throat> Why are we having an Olympics? <laughs> Is that, is that, I mean, that's just the, that's the question imagine? of the day. Yo, a day. gold what? medal and a cardboard bed. That is the wildest fucking sh- Imagine trying to go for the gold and you, after you win your trophy, you are relegated back to your room. There's not even a room. It's like a cot that you're in with like two other, you know, people in your sport. And you have to lay on a cardboard bed to avoid you interacting sexually with someone else in Tokyo. It's it's fucking disgusting. It's disgusting to me. Now, I've slept on cardboard. I've slept on cardboard before. It's not fun. It's not fun. Not fun. I don't, even with a mattress, it's not fun. (laughs) But isn't, Q, them doing shit like making them sleep on cardboard beds, it's only going to make it worse because now people are just going to intentionally just be fucking out the places. Like, Mm -hmm. At least they had the confines of their own rooms. Now they're just going to be going to other people's hotel rooms. Didn't, wasn't that the same shit happening in the bubble? They were telling people what not to do, and they would go and do it anyway. Didn't homeboy end up going to the fucking strip club and then coming back into the bubble? Like telling people yeah, what not to do is loop. going to come. Yeah, like, it's going to make people want to do this shit. So me, I'm not saying scrap the Olympics. I have no incentive to watch that shit though. None. Like. If it, if it's on and there's nothing else on TV, guess what? I'll watch it. But I'm going to be flipping between three different channels because it no longer matters. It has no value other than the fact that right now the entire world thinks that we're back to normal. And the Olympics is trying to do the same thing. But you can't say, hey, let's get back to normal. Let's have live sports. But guess what? No fans. Guess what? Company sponsors don't want to be here. Guess what? TV sponsors are pulling out because they know they're not getting ad revenue. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Athletes are getting sick. Guess what? Athletes who aren't sick are saying, you know, allegedly that they have COVID so they don't have to go over there. You know, it's bad when people are faking COVID because they don't want to go to Tokyo. That mm-hmm. is some weird ass shit. But absolutely. Yeah. That's who we are. All right. So uh, speaking of athletes not wanting to go because they have COVID. Um. Uh, So Coco Golf. Oh, you gonna run down this list, ain't you? I am gonna run down the list. Yes, Coco Golf tested positive and had to pull out. Um, we already had <clears throat> um, in basketball. Bradley Bill had to withdraw. Um, Zach Levine is in the is in the protocols right now and may and may or may not um, make it over to Tokyo. He didn't fly the team with the with the USA basketball team. Uh, on the women's side, um, for Australia, um, Liz Cambage um, pulled out over mental health concerns. She did, you know, just the, the, the fear of being in a bubble. Um, whew, who else? Goodness, goodness gracious. Um, two, there's already been two positive uh, cases in the Olympic Village. Uh uh, another basketball female basketball player, Katie Lou Samuelson, um, pulled out because she tested positive and she vaccinated. 
boy. Again, why are oh, no, 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 having don't. an Olympics? Now, don't gloss over that, Q. You said she's vaccinated. She's vaccinated. Don't, don't gloss yeah. over it. <clears throat> no, I'm not glossing over it. Even like um, one of the alternates on the gymnastics team, she got uh, vaccinated two months ago. She got vaccinated two months ago, and she is now positive for COVID. Like it, 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 so I mean that should tell you something right there, and that should tell you and let you know how dangerous this this uh, this Delta variant is. There's people vaccinated mm-hmm. that are getting sick. Yeah, vaccinated. One of my friends on sick. Twitter. Yeah, one so, of my friends on Twitter tweeted. You know, she has a locked account, and she was like. Guess what? Um, when, she didn't say guess what, but you know, she was saying, you know, she's vaccinated, fully vaccinated, mind you. She was vaccinated four months ago. Imagine being vaccinated and feeling like you just crossed the finish line, but you're still practicing safety. And she said she ended up catching the shit. And I'm like, you know what? I'll stay in the fucking house. I, I will stay in the fucking house. So I feel really bad for, you, for all the athletes who have to deal with this shit because, wow. Right? Yeah. Again, why are why are we having an Olympics in the middle of a pandemic? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Almighty Dollar, the Almighty Dollar, mm-hmm. Almighty mm-hmm. Dollar. All right. So, um, so yeah. Basically, I won't be watching much of it. I'll I'll, I'll watch some of it, but I'm not. Really, you know, it's not like 2016 or Olympics in the past where it's like, oh yes, go USA. It's like, yeah, you know, it's something to watch. That's basically what it is. Man. It's just something to watch because nothing else is on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's about it for the Olympics um, for me. I don't want to talk about it no more because I'm not even really paying attention to it. Because why are we having yeah. the Olympics during the pandemic? The pandemic didn't end. It's not money. over. Yeah, money. That's basically it. All right, so <clears throat> moving on, we're gonna talk. We're gonna touch NBA last. Leave that for last because the, the the juicy game six coming up tomorrow. Um, we're gonna go to the NFL. We're gonna we're gonna go to the NFL. Hey, and you know, in a couple of days, training camp start to open. Is I, 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 you are you as excited as I am? <laughs> of course I am. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Like football so is what this, I know. It's what yes. I do, baby. Right. It's what I and do. So yeah, I think uh, either Wednesday or Thursday, the Buccaneers, the the, the cow, the cow clowns, whatever that fucking team is with a goddamn star in Dallas, um, and the. Uh, it's one more team that's opening that that opens camp this week. I can't remember the mm-hmm. other name, but but football is back, and I can't wait. And but in this other piece of NFL news, and this is a, a truly shocking <clears throat> turn of events that happened um, last week. Um, free agent quarterback cornerback Richard Sherman um, was arrested. And has been charged with, um, I think, four counts of assault. Mm-hmm. One second, I'm pulling it up right now. 
Uh, yeah. Um, why, why you put? Yeah, Get my thought out really quick. Basically, um, when it comes to this whole idea with Richard Sherman, um, like many NFL athletes, I just have to say CTE is definitely a fucking thing. Trauma is definitely a thing. Uh, we've talked about this ad nauseum, you know, with other athletes, including um, one person that I'm growing to have more and more respect for as a man that I didn't once before, Antonio Brown. But I'll, I'll talk about him, you know, later. When it comes to Richard Sherman, um, Great guy, great personality, um, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Um, and incredibly he smart. He never gave me. <laughs> and he yeah, is incredibly, incredibly smart. smart. But, yeah, but, you know, outside of him being smart and, you know, him being an athlete and stuff like that, he's a man first. And when it came to this, um, when it came to the assault, like, I'm not a fan of any man who even attempts to put their hands on a woman, period. So, you know, I'm not going to like scapegoat for him. He's an absolute piece of shit for that. Um, to say that he wants to go and, you know, rectify the situation. He wants, you know, he goes to the family's house and he's looking for the wife and he's allegedly telling the cops that, you know, he's willing to go out, you know, with a fight. Um, that is some CTE behavior to me. Whereas like, you're willing to go out on your shield for what? And then, you know, he had a moment of clarity, at, you know, Afterwards, he had an apology toward it, you know, went on for a couple of days and he's gone silent. And for me, with Richard Sherman specifically, it, it kind of hurt because, like, he's one of my guys. Like, he's somebody that I'm like, yo, like, he's never done anything this egregious. So I'm trying to figure out, like, yo, like, the NFL really needs to figure out how to, like, deal with not only their superstars, but all of their players because I've noticed a pattern recently if you are a favorite in the nfl like your shit can get like you know erased like, like your stories like just if you just are quiet for a couple days nobody's going to talk about it but that usually happens to the white athletes because we've seen cases of rape we've seen cases of murder we've seen cases of racism we've seen like so much shit from like the white athletes in the nfl and she gets swept under the rug but this richard sherman shit no matter all the good deeds he's done his entire fucking career, they are trying to cancel that man for this one blip. And it just hurts to see it. Man. So, you know, I'm praying for him and his family, just like I would for anybody else. And, you know, mo- you know, for me personally, he's a, you know, to me, he's a friend of the show. He's, you know, somebody I respect as a man. It just, it just hurts knowing that's what happened because we aren't fans here of domestic abuse at all. So, it's just really hard to watch, man. Yeah, like, so I have the story up now. Um, just everything, like, he's charged with uh, five total counts. One, a count of criminal trespass in the second degree, malicious mischief in the third degree, resisting arrest, driving while under the influence, and rec- reckless endangerment of roadway workers. Um, so... If you, if you, this is the first time that you're hearing about this. This is what happened. Um, Richard Sherman was arrested last Wednesday after police said he crashed his car in a construction zone along a busy highway east of Seattle and then tried to break into his in-laws home in the suburb of Redmond, Washington. Um, his father-in-law yeah. said, told 
<clears throat> excuse me, told the officers that he armed himself with a handgun and fired pepper spray, and Sherman tried to bust in the door with his shoulder. And that actually was caught on tape, um, you know, with the ring, you know, the ring cameras and everything. Um, and in that video, Richard Sherman looked like a menace. Um, and that and mm-hmm. it could possibly be because he was because he was drunk <clears throat> because he was drunk. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's it, it's yeah. it's a lot. So then, continuing on, officers were cautious about arresting Sherman because of his size, strength, and belligerence, um, according to police reports released released last Thursday. He displayed severe mood swings and slurred speech, had bloodshot, watery eyes, and had the odor of intoxicants and many from his person um, during contact with authorities, according to the reports. Um, Sherman told authorities that he, there that he was upset over his children being taken from him. After he allegedly resisted arrest, Sherman's mood seemed to lighten once he was in custody, and he even joked about the form the trooper had used to take him to the ground. According to the reports, he was polite and cooperative at the hospital where he was taken to be treated for a police dog bite. He suffered from an altercation with authorities. <sighs> yeah. Um, Yo, all I'm going to say is this. Protect your fucking mental health. Like anybody who is listening on the podcast, listening live on stereo, just like, please, man, your mental health means like the world to not only just you and your family, but everybody around you. Like. If, if you don't protect your mental health, nobody else will. And they will love to prey on your downfall. Do I really want to be sitting here talking about Richard Sherman and the shit that, you know, he's going on his, per- you know, that he has going on in his personal life? Like, absolutely. Fucking, like, it's, it's just not a thing. I don't want that to happen. But at the same time, we report on the sports. And right now, since ain't much going on, we have to report on this. But mental health, man, like, please, like, go and take care of yourself. Like, if you have to go yeah. and drink, go ahead. Like, you know, like, go and get guidance for that shit. If you, you know, whatever your vice is, go get that shit in order. Um, I've never, like, heard stories of Richard Sherman being an alcoholic or, you know, ever having, like, you know, spats with alcohol before. So this is kind of new to me. I don't want to speak on something I don't know. All I'm going to say is you have to protect your fucking mental health. And that seems to me like a not only a mental health thing, but it definitely it started to show signs of CTE. And as somebody who's a defensive player, um, I was kind of confused because it's like, yo, like, is he taking any like helmet hits and stuff like that? But then I thought about it. He leads in a lot. He's one of, I want to say when he was playing with the Seahawks, he was one of those, like the top people who was just like leading in on like head collisions and stuff like that, you know, heavy tackles and stuff. So it's like, yo, like, damn, it, it just hurts to know that that could be a factor that we won't know until he's gone. People have to yeah. do the research and like, yo, Richard Sherman, like he 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 wasn't all there. Like, yes, he might have been the smartest person in the world. And yeah, you can paint yourself to be smart as hell, but it's going to deteriorate just like you know any other person would. But for him, it's twice as fast because he's in a sport where you pretty much you leave with your head the entire fucking game. So, you know, yeah, man, just please, man, athletes, people, everybody, just yo, know, take care of your mental health, man, because we only get one of these things and. It would have hurt to know that Richard Sherman went out by getting shot by police as a result of, you know, just anything. Right, so, you know, prayers up to him and his family. That's all I got to say. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, um, 
if you're going through something, if you're going through something, go, 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 go get some help. Um, you know, whether that's going to a therapist or whatever, um, or doing, just, just, yeah, take care. Everyone take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Um, um, I'm thankful that this is, that this did not end in another way. In a, more, in a more tragic yeah. way. I mean, it, it, the situation is tragic in itself. Um, you know, it's tragic within itself. Um, but, you know, it, it definitely could have ended another way, in a, a way that we wouldn't yeah. had really, yeah. it would have been much more tragic than what it is now. Um, hopefully he goes and gets you know, he goes and gets the help that he needs, that he said that he's going to get, um, and that this issue is put behind him, and then he gets to move on um, with his career and his life. Um, yeah. So, all right. Hey, yeah, that, that, I, I was shocked when I saw, like, Richard Sherman arrested, yeah. what? Yeah, like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to keep talking about it. Was it a peaceful? I'm thinking it was. Was it a peaceful protest? <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. let's get to these voicemails, man. Because that that shit, it, we've already talked about it longer than we needed to. So let, let's let's go to these voicemails. Baylor got two. Let's Great, I got I got to send you three dollars to talk to you monthly. What's going on? What the hell has Stereo done? I haven't been here in months. <laughs> well. Uh, the, the price of the brick went up, bro. The price of the brick went up. Well, see, uh, Greg, this is this should answer your question on why there are basketball players uh, faking injuries and opting out of playing for Team USA because I really believe they don't want to go over there. They don't want they don't want to be a part of it. I think it's a blessing, or I think it might be a personal goal for them to say, "Yeah, I, I want to go medal." But at the end of the day, half of them cats are still tired from the last season before <laughs> and tired from this season, yep. and. Bro, they just don't want to. They just don't want to play. They, it's a cop out, and I don't. And I don't blame them. You know what I mean? Like uh, you're going to see a lot more people besides basketball players back out of the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just. It's not just the Olympics too. Like the Olympics is right now like the the little snowball, and it's going to get bigger because with the Delta variant and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not trying to make this a COVID show, but we know what we saw last year with the players opting out. So now mm-hmm. it's going to be, in my personal opinion, worse because there's going to be a lot of people who are like, no, like, I already had the year off. I really don't want to go and have to deal with this again. Because one thing we know about sports now with all this Olympic shit is they don't even have a mandate to tell people to go and get vaccinated. Like, it's, it's going to get to that point where you, people have to, like, if you play a sport, you have to be vaccinated. And the reason right. for that is... We saw during the playoffs this year, the audience and the people who are viewing the game are crazy as shit. They will throw stuff at athletes. They will spit at athletes. And if you get sick and you contaminate somebody in fucking L.A. and then you're playing in D.C. the next night, we're right back where we were in 2020. Exactly. Because people are traveling. And, you know, that was my biggest fear when, you know, the sport thing happened. It was like, all right, I understand they can't have 32 NFL teams play in a bubble. I knew that. I knew they also couldn't do shit with, like, the NBA. You know, they're playing every other... 
night. One night they'd be playing in New York. The next night they're playing in Boston. You you can't like dictate that. But I right, do know right. one thing for sure. When we get all three sports back to back to back, I'm talking about the NBA and NFL, and then we get what hockey back. You know, baseball will just be ending at that point. Yo, it's going to be a recipe for fucking disaster. Um, so, like you had said in the group te- in the group text, if we don't get locked down by July 31st, I will be fucking surprised. And the reason for that is because the government and everybody else has te- let everybody have their fun. They're like, all right, cool, y'all got to the Fourth of July straight, but guess what? The numbers fucking went up, and now like. As the government, local, state, and everything, how do you tell people that go, you know, to go watch the Olympics and they can't watch it because they can't even be there? And the players don't want to be there, like Baylor said. People don't want to be there because they're like, oh, like I could possibly get sick and die. And a part of that is their fault because guess what? You get go get vaccinated. So there's going to be just as many athletes. And I don't want to put it on, you know, them all the way, but it, it is partially their fault, you. You didn't go get vaccinated, but you know for a fact you're going from wherever state you live, whatever country you live at, to go to the fucking Olympics in Tokyo, knowing that they are already having issues there. I guess but once you leave Tokyo, guess where you want to go? Right back to those respective places. Yeah, and bring the virus so back to, with you. Yeah. And, you know, people are like, oh, well, they're not bringing COVID back. I'm like, but they're bringing variants. So you, who, yes, you are vaccinated, but guess what? You're catching the shit. And if you catch it vaccinated and you give it to somebody who's unvaccinated, they have a higher risk. And they have, and, 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 then, the and, and then a new strain, a new variant is introduced, mm-hmm. which based just the law of evolution. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a I don't know how to best put this. It's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for disaster. We're going to be back to how things were in the winter. And, and, and think, and just mm-hmm. think about that. You know, you said this. One second. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say this while you do that. But uh, no, for me, he says like they're going to go cute. Oh, go ahead. No, no. It's going to be just like, last year guess what's coming like summer doesn't last forever it's going to get cold again yep. it's going to get cold again yep. so we had remember last year after the fourth going into <clears throat> going into august we had uh, um we had an uh, we had a, a you know another wave and then it and then it backed off a little bit and then mm-hmm. november december mm-hmm. january we had another wave we're having another wave now. Just imagine what's mm-hmm. going to happen when it gets when it starts getting colder. People are forced inside. It's like the flu. It's like the flu. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you know, we, with pre-COVID, it's like the flu. Once it gets cold, people get sick. People get the flu. Yep. That's how it is with COVID. You're not going to be. Yeah. We're just going to be. It's it's, 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 it's a repeating it's, cycle. It's just, repeating cycle. Yeah. Because we got to get back to sports, but what I'm just going to say, just to like in my little topic of it, is we're just going to be that country where we feel like we're living for the summer. So they're going to lock us down all winter, and then in the summer they're like, "Hey, guess what? Uh, y'all been in the house for like nine months. How about we give you like ninety days of fun before we just like lock your ass back in again?" <laughs> and truthfully, there are so many people. There are so many people, including like the athletes we're talking about on the sports desk, that have been living fucking life. They've been trying to get as much fucking done right now while they mm-hmm. can because they know that it's going to be a matter of time before we get locked 
Yeah, but the issue is you have people going and taking trips every fucking week. They got people going out of town every fucking week. And I'm not saying you can't do that because you do what you need to do as long as you're playing safe. But the issue is there are so many people who aren't being safe about the shit mm-hmm. that it's fucking with like everyone. And now it's starting to show with the Olympics. The Olympics are like, wait a minute, like you have people in a bubble who, you know, they're congregating from statewide. You know, you might have this athlete from Nebraska and this person from DC, this person from Vegas, this person from Florida, and they're all coming to one place and they're congregating. They end up catching it. And you're like, okay, someone would think, you know what? They're catching it from, you know, this person, you know, or, you know, this person from Nebraska or this person from Florida. They're not even catching it from them. You know who they're catching it from? The people who work at these venues. Because the people that work at those venues are the ones that have to come in close contact with them. The towel boys, the ball boys and shit like that. Like, it's little shit that people aren't thinking about for the sake of, you know what? We got to have fun. We have to have a summer because if we don't have a summer, what else do we have? And now that we're almost, you know, we're almost at the end of July. Now it's like, now that you had your fun, are you going to be safe? Are you going to go back to, you know, wearing masks? The answer is no. Are you guys going to go and, you know, Start taking care of yourselves a little bit more. No. Are you going to go and wear a mask when you go into a store? Absolutely not. Do you feel like going back to work, though? And that's the big one, because everybody wanted to get back to normal for everything but going back to work. Right. right. Everything but. One of my coworkers was like, Greg, man, you know, I was excited for the summer. And, you know, now I got to go back into the office and shit. I was like, what the fuck did you? You thought you were just going to be able to go to brunch every fucking day? Oh, they, they told you. They, they, they fucking told you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you want your summer, you know, where you can go and travel and do all this extra shit, guess what? The caveat is your ass got to start coming into the office. Yeah. You got to start coming to the office. I'm, I'm waiting. Knock on wood. I am waiting for them to be like, oh, well, guess what? You were on a rotational schedule, but that don't work for us. You got to start coming in every week. But my thing is, what the fuck for? That's why the unemployment rate, too, again, it's going to skyrocket because people just like Apple employees last week, they were talking about Apple employees don't want to come back to the office. Why? Because you gave them a fucking year to do the same shit they've been doing in your stuffy ass offices from home. They don't really cute. Apple's released more products in 2021 than they did in the past five years. In the last five years, as a, as a result of the pandemic, they came up. They came out with $549 pair of headphones that I currently have on my head during the pandemic. They came up with a fucking iPad that, you know, it, it costs $2,100 and it don't do shit. All you can do is look on Facebook and Instagram on that shit. Can it do like Mac apps? Absolutely fucking not. You know, you know, other things that we've discovered during like this pandemic just by just trying the shit out and it worked. Uh-huh. It wasn't wearing mask you. It was shit like the NBA. The NBA knows for a fact that we want that 8K, like that 8K footage and that camera that they show for like post-game interviews, but they won't give it to us. I'm like, yo, it looks better on my regular ass 4K TV to see 8K, you know, 8K. Why can't y'all give us that? They did that during the pandemic. But you know what we can't do during the pandemic? Wear a fucking mask. It's fucking sad. Yeah. Fucking sad, but let's move on. Let's move on. I'm, I'm done with COVID. For the rest of the show, I don't want to hear shit 
about fucking COVID. I want to hear about how Kyrie, he wants to be traded to the Houston Rockets or fucking the Lakers. Or I want to hear some good shit. Tell me some good shit, Q. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So. Yeah, let's move on. I'm 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 tired of talking about Lady C too, but um, in NBA news, so we know uh, we're gonna talk about. Whoa, 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 whoa! I I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I've had a drink, so you you have to excuse me cutting you off for a second. We were on NFL, and we did not speak on one or two things. First and foremost, I want to say rest in peace to Daniel Snyder's mom. She died this week. Um, I definitely want to send my respects to her. Like, you know, we, we don't like Dan Snyder, but what we don't do is disrespect families. So I, I do want to, you know, pay my respects in that regard because no one should ever lose their mom. So rest in peace, Daniel Snyder's mom. I do not know her name, um, but I saw it on Twitter and I just wanted to pay my respects that way. Mm-hmm. So definitely rest in peace to her. But in news, when it comes to Daniel Snyder, um, he finally, Q, he finally admitted that he made a lot of mistakes with the Washington football team. Well, that's a, <laughs> that's the understatement of the century. <laughs> mm-hmm. Understatement of the yeah. century. Oh boy, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. <sighs> Daniel Mark Snyder. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm going to read the quote." He says, "You yeah. know, I was only 35 when I got the team." He says, "I made a lot of mistakes." He goes. I'm a fan. I was a fan when I bought the team. And he goes, I did not know a lot of things that needed to be done. And then he goes, I thought I hired the right people. He goes, now, I don't know who wrote this article, but nobody needs to say he goes six times. Just continue the fucking statement. But, you know, I'll, I'll read it to the way it says. It says he goes, I know I didn't, but I think I can get everything corrected if I hire your husband. Now he's talking about an interview that he's doing with someone who he wants to get hired for the Washington football team. Um, mm-hmm. All I know is this. I don't care. Um, I need the Washington football team to honestly just win games. I could care less about what your owner wants to do. Um, remember last year, they swept the fact that, you know, he, he's, he's, you know, selling pussy from the stadium and shit like that. You know, he got, you know, working for him and cheerleaders and all. All that shit got swept under the rug. I let that be. Whatever. And mind you, all that's alleged. But, you know, the articles came out. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Daniel Snyder, I just need you to focus on making your team better without turning it into Jerry honestly, Jones. What, let I, your I mean, athletes do it. Honestly, what I want Daniel Snyder, what I want Daniel Mark Snyder to do is just sign the checks. Just sign the checks. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got confident leadership in there now with um, Juan Rivera, and Jason Wright, and Martin Mayhew, and Marty Herney. Let them do this. Just let them let them do their job. You let them do their job. Facts. You let them do their job. The Washington football team will, whatever their new name will be come 2022, it, they'll start getting the respect that the Capitals and the Nationals and the Wizards, which we will talk about in a second, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they'll start getting that respect. They'll start yep. getting they're they're start getting that, re- that respect back. Where fully agree before before Daniel Daniel Mark Snyder bought the team, it was Redskins this, Redskins that, mm-hmm. and Redskins all over DC. Now they're afterthought, but they're now starting because they have the team 
They have a team that has a lot of talent and a lot of promise. And it's starting, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, and that's, that, just do that. Dan Snyder, yeah. the one thing you can do to help the Washington football team is just sign the fucking checks. Exactly. Do your job. Just, just sign the checks. Let the people, let, yeah, let the people you hire to do their job, do their job without you micromanaging them, thinking you can do it better. Guess what? You hired them because you couldn't do it. Moving right along. Hugh, we got two voicemails, and then we're gonna get to the NBA. They from Baylor. Let's see what you got to say. I think, I think it would be it'll be a good thing if we did go on lockdown again. But I don't want to see people go through unemployment like that again. I don't want to see people lose their job like that again, sports wise, because this is a sports show. Nobody wants to see that. And when I say nobody wants to see that, it's like we. We want to get back to being normal as possible. And we didn't do what we were supposed to do in the first damn place. At the same time, niggas don't want to see that bubble shit. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't want to see an empty NFL stadium again, an empty baseball stadium. You know what I mean? That, 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 it, it, it crushes. And more, most importantly, we don't want to see the kids go without, you know, their sports, their activities, including prom, et cetera another year that they're going to miss out like bro the 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 wave of teenagers that's having a fucked up as almost four years you know what i mean like it's going to be a fucked up four years yeah absolutely right Um, he has another one i'm I'm gonna look at his other daniel snyder out there selling pussy you know your first voicemail Baylor is like if they do shut us down again like you know Q and I we've already I think Q and I have the conclusion of it's okay because we know how to maneuver around it uh, but I wanted to add something to this mm-hmm. the way to get around that is to honestly be fucking vaccinated have have vaccinated only things I'm not saying to segregate people but that might be the only fucking solution like telling people guess what the honor system is in effect if you are vaccinated, guess what? Now you can come in here, but you don't have to wear a mask. Instead of saying, you know what? We don't give a fuck if you vaccinated or not. Wear the fucking mask. You're going into right. an establishment. I'm, you know, because what's going to start happening, and I think this is going to start pissing people off, is when the people are going, when they're working on your food and they no longer have them fucking masks on, you will be pretty fucking mad. When you figure out, yo, I got COVID, and all you can say to yourself is, well, guess what? Like, I've been around all these people and I went to this restaurant and I did this and I did that. No, like it, it, I'm telling you, it, it's a recipe for disaster because that's what's coming next. When they start relinquishing the restaurants to, you know, have mask mandates and stuff like that, you're going to see people, you know, bus boys and, you know, hostess and things like that. Just you go into a restaurant, ain't nobody got no fucking mask on. And then you're trying to figure out who gave you COVID, but how the fuck are you supposed to know when it was 73 people in a fucking restaurant? You, you're not going to know that shit. So, you know, for me, I'm all for the segregation of people who are not fucking vaccinated. Stay your bitch ass at home. And I mean that with all due disrespect, man. I mean that shit. Stay your ass in the fucking house. Like, if you do not have your vaccination, you like go and wear the fucking mask. If you feel like you're so inclined, it's like the uh, like the racists who are like, you know what? I got to have my gun. To go to the grocery store. Do you? Do you? You absolutely fucking do not. So if you're not vaccinated, 
wear the fucking mask. If you are vaccinated, wear the fucking mask. Like me, I'm vaccinated. I wear the mask to make sure that I'm straight, that my family's straight. And, you know, if somebody's like, well, damn, great, you're going kind of hard. I'm like, think about it. I'd rather go hard than literally go and catch the shit and die. And, and yeah. that's the divide for me because, you know, they're saying that now that they're like kind of like pulling back from the children getting vaccinated and stuff like that because they were, they were moving too fucking fast. They were so caught up on trying to get everybody to have a 4th of July weekend. Well, guess what? God was saying, God and Mother Nature pretty much said, you know what? The 4th of July, we're just going to have bad weather around the entire fucking country. D.C. had bad <laughs> weather. Uh, fucking where in Rhode Island had bad weather. Uh, California had bad weather. Texas had, I'm like, oh, there all the signs are there. Stay the fuck in the house. And his thing, you need to stay in the house. Just be safe. If you know you're going and walking a dog, if you're going out and stuff like that, just you know, stay away from people. But y'all, y'all right. won't even do that, that shit because y'all want. Yo, I've seen more people now doing shit they one they've never done, and two shit that just don't make sense. Q. In the middle of a fucking pandemic, at the mall, mm-hmm. they had a fucking, um, like, what do you call it? The little um, the state fair and shit like that. I mind mm-hmm. you, someone would be like, oh, well, they're having a state fair. That's not bad. Everybody's wearing masks. Well, guess what? Nobody's wearing fucking masks. Nope, nobody's wearing masks. So everybody, everybody's on the fucking merry-go-rounds, just touching the shit. You know, you don't know who got COVID, who got what. And mind you, you don't want to be, like, in a state of fear forever. But it's like, bro, like, why? Why, like... Some places you just don't have to be, but everybody want to be everywhere thinking that, like we said earlier, that the world's going to be locked down. But guess what? The world will be locked down, but they need to change the rule. It'll be locked down unless you're fucking vaccinated. And even then, wear the fucking mask. It's not like you got to wear handcuffs everywhere. You're wearing a fucking mask. That means less people you got to talk to, less people you actually have to be around. And more importantly, like when you go to a restaurant and shit like that, you can take it off and eat. Just put the shit back on before you leave. It's not that hard. Absolutely, absolutely. America, America's fucking doomed, man. But let, let's get let's get back to these voicemails, Q. Okay, yeah, but you know, trying to get these niggas to get vaccinated, boy, it's another thing. You got religion that's in there. You got black people not still not. You know, we don't fuck with the government like that. You know that. And even though I got it, and I got it because I'm a ride or die with my wife, and she had to get it, and we got it. And you know, my son is about to get it. Get it. You know what I mean? So we still out here being careful. I still wear my mask, and I have been one of those cats that didn't wear their mask uh, in certain places because we don't have to anymore. But. They're about to bring it back. At the end of the day, man, I think collectively we just got to sit down one more time. And just sports-wise is going to hurt because, I mean, we used to, I mean, sports runs, the sports entertainment runs the world. And the ugly side of it is that, unfortunately, they might lose a lot of money again as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yo, do you know how, you know how fun it was to actually to me, you know, I know a lot of people hated the bubble. Me, I enjoyed it because it made people, like, it made the athletes more competitive because they knew how much it mattered to just honestly, I don't want to say do their job, but honestly to just win it, knowing the circumstance. Like, yo, like, we actually have the opportunity to focus on the game. We don't have to focus about, you know, what, you know, if I go to Utah, like, are the fucking Utah fans going to throw water bottles and shit at me? Guess what? The motherfuckers ain't here. And, you know, I, I know somebody's going to, like, counter what I'm saying, but any sports fan who watched the NBA playoffs in the bubble, they will tell you this. That was one of the better playoff, like, rounds of the NBA ever. Outside of Q, 
I'll, I'll, I'll say this. This playoff season right now, even with pandemic and all, has been one of the better playoffs. Um, okay. And I know we're going to get to the NBA, so I, I don't want to say much more about that. But I, I was I was pleasantly surprised at the way the NFL, they handled the you know pandemic and stuff like that. Even though they started getting a little bit reckless right before the Super Bowl, whatever. But it worked. Um, do I want to ever go into a stadium with 55,000 people in it? Absolutely fucking not. Do I want to tailgate? Absolutely fucking not. But you know what? It is what it is. Um, oh, we got mm-hmm. two more voicemails and then Q, we got to get to NBA. So let's get to NBA after these two voicemails. You know when it's really going to hit? When the superstars step, step up and say, you know what? I'm not going to play, period. If we, let, let your top quarterbacks or let your, you know, let, let Bron and KD and all them other niggas say, you know what? I'm not playing. I'm not playing until we sit down and get this shit figured out. I bet you niggas sit down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. It's yep. going gonna, 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 gonna to take a star to say, you know what, fuck this shit, I'm out. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Baylor. We got another one from Spiderleg. Shout out to him. Let's see what he got. Yo, Kevin Hart, my mom is not going to believe this. My mom loves you, man. I'm telling you, man. She loves all your movies. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Who said anything about Kevin mm-hmm. Hart? Oh, you got to love the lay, drugs. Either lay way. off the drugs, people. Lay off the drugs. <laughs> all right, cute. Look. Let, let, let's get to it. Let, go ahead and hit us with the NBA. All right. So uh, there's a lot of NBA news this week. Um, the, going back to, to my take on the Wizards, uh, we finally hired a coach. Thank God. And we got mm, the man. We, shout out. We, we got the man we wanted. We got the man we wanted. Gus Untell Jr. Bring it back to the <clears> – Bring it back to the fam. You know. Everyone knows that Wes, that his, that his dad, Wes Unsell Senior, you know, he, he passed away last year. But he is the the best player in Wizards in, in Wizards slash Bullets history. Um, and you know, Wes Junior grew up around around the team. He worked for the team. <laughs> he worked for the team. You know, he was a scout. Got his first job as a scout. With the Wizards, um, then uh, five, I think five, six years as an assistant under Eddie Jordan, and then he um, left and went to other stops in the NBA. His last stop was in Denver, and now he is the 25th head coach in the history of the Washington Wizards. And I love the move. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. He is known for defense. Wizards going to play some good deep. Watch the Wizards defensive. I, you know, I said it. In, I said it in the group chat the other uh, on Saturday. Wizards are going to be a top fifteen defensive team. Just because, just yeah. with his coaching, just with his coaching. Um, you know, last year, last season, this past season, twenty twenty one, the Wizards were dead last in points allowed per game. Dead last. They allowed 106, yep. almost 117 points a night, almost 117 points a, a game. That's not going to be the case next year. That's not going to be the case next year. Um, and 
you know, the man knows defense, and he and he's a great developer of players. He's a re. Wes um, tells the reason Nikola Jokic won MVP this year. He turned Jokic, he turned Joker and Jamal Murray into serviceable defenders. Mm. Not an easy, not an easy feat. So, I, this Wizards team, this Wizards team with with Unsell, with Wes Unsell Jr. Um, as the head coach, he's going to do wonders for Brad for Bradley Bill, even Russell Westbrook, um, and like the young players on the team, Hachimura and Denny Avia. Watch their watch them improve next season. Watch them improve improve next season by leaps and bounds. Excellent move for the Wizards. Excellent, 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 excellent move for the Wizards. Ted Leonsis finally mm-hmm. did something. Ted Leonsis finally did something right on the basketball side. Absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, no other big. NBA news aside from the finals, of course. Um, let me double check that one more time. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 just about it for um, in like in terms of overall NBA. Now let's get to Game Six. Let's get to Game Six. Yeah, let, let's talk. Son of boy. Whew, you know, Phoenix. Go oh, game. Five, game. Game five. Yeah, game. Yeah, game five. So you mean game five? Yeah, you get ready for game six. So, you know, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Devin Booker went off again. He had another 40-point night. And then another loss. Yep, and another last That's two straight. He had 40 in game four. He had 40. He had 41 in game four. He had 42. No, I think he just ate a straight 40 in game five. And the Senior Suns lost. Why? Let me, um, let me tell you. Let me tell you why. Drew Holiday is a beast on the defensive end. A absolute beast. Shut down Chris Paul. Even when even when he was on Booker, Booker, when he was on Booker, um, when Holiday was on Booker, Booker, Booker didn't score on when he was checking yep. on Holiday. The man, the, yep. you know, he's like offensively, he's been up and down, but defensively, Chris Carr can't do shit with him. Mm-mm. Chris now, can't do shit now, with him. I, I, I don't know, Q. I, I don't know, bro. Um, like like I, I said this last week, and I'm I'm tired of being right, but it, it feels good. Um, I said it's going to go seven. It's going to go seven. Um, but even before that, I yeah, mentioned. Seven. Remember. Remember, I mentioned this two weeks ago, even before the series started. I said, Devin Booker is going to have three 40-plus point games. I, I remember saying this. And you said, you know what? He, he, he just might, Q. You know, like, yeah, he, he just might have it. He's had three. So I, we've had those predictions, right? Um, but, but, Q, this, this series... It start. It, it was like sex. It started off real good, but you know what? If you're about to finish, you, you, you kind of slack off a little bit. You're like, hey, <laughs> there it is. You're going to take what I'm about to give you. You're like, this is it for you. That's what it felt like. Um, 
Game five was so boring, Q. I actually started watching the early prelims for UFC for a card that didn't even matter because Conor McGregor wasn't on it. I said, you know what? This is trash. Why, why am I watching this? this it, was, it was so bad, Q. My daughter was like, you know what? It's okay. okay. I, I, I'll go to bed. I, I don't, I don't want to be out here with y'all. I'm going to bed. <laughs> it, it was that. It was that bad. I was like, "Yo, this this entire like for to, to me, it was a way more exciting series than the Lakers and the Heat. Um, mainly because of the fact that like I could care less. It's like watching like wrestling when you like you know we'll, we'll talk about that later. But like you know for a fact you don't care what the outcome is because it's two teams you already don't give a fuck about. Right. That's how I feel about the finals. But I also am like, yo, can y'all re- like just wrap this shit up. Like, why y'all like Giannis should not be like doing what the fuck he's doing. Y'all are making him out to look like a two-time MVP. But guess what? He is not, to me, in my personal opinion, he is not worthy of being called a two-time MVP. One time, yes. But he's they, the they want to make the Giannis worst, look like the fucking woke. the worst. You see why I call I call I call him ABC the woke. ABC the woke. Q. Q. They are they are going if they win, say if they went tomorrow night, if they win tomorrow night, and I have to hear people talk about the fucking Milwaukee Bucks and how they just one piece away from a repeat, and I, I'm you know what? I, I might have to just I'll cancel the athletic ESPN plus. I will cancel cable if I have to. Because <laughs> one thing is not gonna happen. I, I'm not, not gonna hear about Next year, the Eastern Conference Finals being the Milwaukee Bucks and the fucking Brooklyn Nets. I don't want to hear that. Well, that wouldn't be the that wouldn't be what you said. The Eastern Conference Finals, yeah, that probably would be. (laughs) I don't want to hear that shit because in my in my early predictions of next year, um, I I don't see Boston doing much. So there's that, but I also do not see again the Brooklyn Nets going far I, I don't see them going far um with the black coach i see boston maybe making it to like, like third seed um philly if they can finally get rid of ben simmons they're going to drop they'll be fourth seed next year um I, I just don't know who my dark horse is for like first seed next year maybe brooklyn i'll give brooklyn like first seed that's fine um but milwaukee if i have to deal with them being the reigning defended NBA champions, yo, mm-mm, no, I've already, I already had to watch two Space Jams this week. I do not <laughs> want to watch Giannis ever. Like, no, no. Mm-mm. Speaking of Space Jam, yo. I did. I watched it. it. It was actually very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. It was very, very I good. Watch I, was, I, read I was shocked. I was shocked. No, I think yeah. Um, Kids and I watched it yesterday. Watched it yesterday on HBO Max. It was very, very good. It was very, very good. That's good. Like I, I am, I am pleasantly surprised at how good that, how good it was. You know what made it? You know what made it good? Shaniqua Martin Green. <laughs> I just love watching her. Like she's incredible. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> yeah, Space Jam Two. It like I'm. Very impressed. I was very impressed. I'm, I might watch it again tonight. I might watch it again tonight. It was it, it was that good. It was that good. Um, so, yeah, you, you I don't don't do, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait a, wait a fucking minute. 
So you're trying to tell me Space Jam 2 was better than Uncle Drew? Yes. All right, then. Um, yep. All right, I'm with the shit, then. I'm absolutely <laughs> with it. I, I, will, I will fucking campaign for that. Every day of the fucking week, I will campaign for it. Yes, let's go. Let's go. Yes, it, it, yeah, it is. I didn't even watch. I didn't even. Watch, I haven't even watched Uncle Drew. I'm not watching that bullshit. Um, but yeah, Space Jam yeah. too. Yeah, leaks are back. It does laps around Uncle Drew. It does laps around it. Okay. Okay. I, I'm with that. I'm with so, that. Yeah. We got another voicemail. Let, let. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Hold on. Hey, I'm about to go up the hill or whatever. So by the time y'all get this, I probably have you know I probably won't have no service until I connect to the Wi-Fi up the hill. But I'm gonna record my show in a minute. I'm making a strong case, and this is only if Milwaukee closes Phoenix out tomorrow. I'm making a strong case, depending on if he has a a game like he has had, because I think Drew Holiday has had two great games, two great games. Mm-hmm. Not to say. Not to say that the other uh, three games that he had was bad. They were just, they were solid games. I'll put it to you like that. But to me, he had two great games uh, within this five-game series thus far. And if he has another great game in game six, yo, he's one of the candidates for finals MVP. I know they're going to have Middleton up there. Giannis is up there, obviously. But Drew Holiday needs a lot of love. It's similar to, to uh, Andre Iguodala. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I mean, he's that's right. right. I, I mean, he's, he's right. Like, the, Drew Holiday went three. He needs to have it. They, yeah. And Drew Holiday had three stretching games in the series. But the two that he were elite, they won. The, 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 the two games that Drew Holiday, this was game, this was game four and game five, they are two and zero. Oh. They are two and zero. Oh. Middleton had an elite game three, and then you know, ABC does ABC things. We we know that, but Drew Holiday is losing if they're up three two. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Facts. Right, um, did, did you have any more basketball news, Q? I don't know. That's it. That's it. Not, you know, right, let, not much is not let's much is happening. Yeah, no, not much is happening into into the draft. So let's so we'll see. Now. Um, there was no UFC. There was UFC this week. We ain't, we're not here for that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just talk about wrestling for a minute. I'm going to try to cap myself at ten, maybe fifteen minutes because. I, I don't have that much energy, and you know, I, I just I don't want to do this tonight. Um, Money in the Bank was uh, what is it called? Money in the Bank was last night. It was a pay per view that I wouldn't say it was one of the first on Peacock. Um, Peacock, you know, Vince McMahon, he's just he's trying to find a way to sell off the WWE, and he decided to instead of charging people nine ninety nine for the WWE network, he said, you know what, I'll do. I sell it to Peacock, and people can download the Peacock app in order to watch this pay per view. The pay per view wasn't half bad. Q. W- uh, WWE Money in the Bank. It w- it was actually a solid card. I was very surprised to see the card. Um, let me run down the actual like card while I'm here. Um, mm-hmm. j- just like the recap. So Big E he won the Money in the Bank. So. He ended up fighting uh, Kevin 
Owens, Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins, John Morrison, and Ricochet. Um, I'm at the point with the Money in the Bank match where they they really need to switch up the Money in the Bank instead of making it a ladder match, make it a TLC match because the ladder shit to me is like it's it's super whack because it's like yo like if you make it tables, ladders, and chairs, there's a reason for it being like fun. Like have money in the bank at TLC because the money in the bank, it, it matters to nobody anymore. It happens like right before SummerSlam. So nobody really cares. It's starting to become like a, a really weird, like pay-per-view that shouldn't be a pay-per-view. It should just be matches on a pay-per-view because nobody cares. Um, but either way, Big E, he won that. So shout out to him. It was the first time he ever done it and he had won. So shout out to him. Um, Charlotte Flair, she won the women's championship. She ended up making Rhea Lip, uh, Ripley tap out to the uh, the figure eight leg lock. Here's the thing. Um, Charlotte Flair, we talked about her a month and a half ago. They just continuously just like give her the belt. Why? I don't know. She's going to be like, I don't know if she's 30 yet, but by the time she's 40, she's going to have held, you know, she probably would have held the title at least 56 times. Mm-hmm. She, she, at this point, I'm, I'm honestly sick of. I'm like, all the women in the the women's division of the WWE, and y'all are like, you know what? She's the one, Charlotte. I'm like, yo, didn't y'all just have her on SmackDown? She was winning the SmackDown championship. Then she won the NXT one last year, lost that shit, and then she won the SmackDown one again, and now she's winning the Raw one. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Like, just, just if you want to keep the belt on her until Becky Lynch comes, it's cool. But the issue is. If I'm Becky Lynch, I'm like, yo, like, it won't even matter. Like, it matters if Becky Lynch is going to come back after having her baby and stuff like that. She's going to have a an important match at SummerSlam or Royal Rumble, even WrestleMania. Have it against somebody who's up and coming. Have it against, like, uh, Bianca Belair. Or, like, you know, even, like, shit, um, Rhea Ripley. Like, I would have rather seen that match. But Charlotte, I'm like, how many times do we have to see Charlotte fight all the women in the division? We're, it's it's like her father, like Ric Flair. We got tired of seeing him fight Hogan. We got tired of seeing him fight like people. I'm like, oh, got him fought 16 times already. I'm sick of seeing this shit. Like, go somewhere. But anyway, moving right along. Right. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, he beat Kofi Kingston, which nobody cared about. There's that. AJ Styles and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Umos or Osmos. Who, either way, the man's name is spelled O-M-O-S, but it don't sound like that. So either he has a list like I do or he's just like, he's slow. So either way, that, that happened. Nikki, Nikki Cross, she won the women's money in the bank. So there was that. Shout out to her. What else happened on this card? The kickoff show, apparently. Okay, let, let me let me start here. Um, let me take a sip of my drink really quick. One second. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Q, remember when I was uh-huh. talking about the, the, the dude, uh, Jimmy, uh, Uso, remember right. I said that he got a DUI last week mm-hmm. and you know, the WWE should cut him and the WWE needs to, you know, kind of get away from the nepotism and things like that. I went on a, a 30 minute diatribe about like wrestling. You sure did. They should do. Tonight's not that night. 
because I'm going to wrap this up with, with a bow. Q, the Usos defeated Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic Mysterio to win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Now, I don't know about you, Q, but I watched that event last night. And Jimmy Uso, in my personal opinion, he looked out of shape. He looked like he literally just got done drinking. He was sick and flabby, looking like Larry Holmes and shit. Like, yo, at some point, we have to start giving people consequences to their actions. The WWE, though, since they suck on a lot of dicks. Um, when it comes to Vince McMahon, he's like, yo, like, you know, if I can use your family forever, guess what? I'm going to do that shit. So The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock's like, you know what? In my claws, I guess when he had the John Cena fights, he said, you know what? I'll come and fight John Cena twice. You know what? I don't need to. But guess what? For the next 15 years, I need Roman Reigns to win titles. I need the Usos to win titles. The Usos have done absolutely fucking nothing. The Usos are the equivalent. Actually, okay, I'm trying not to be disrespectful. But the <laughs> Usos would be the A- The Usos would be the APA if the APA wasn't fun. Like, the Usos, they don't have a storyline. The Usos also are a terrible tag team. I would much rather them fight individual matches and just be like, okay, the two brothers who have two different belts, one being the Intercontinental Champion, one being whatever the fuck champion. But just because they're twins does not mean that they need to hold the tag team titles. And that's what pisses me off about the Usos because one is actually a good fighter, like a, uh, a good like wrestler, and the other one's like, oh, that's the brother and you're like why like what the fuck for and you got roman reigns well you know we'll get to him in a minute because i have to end it with that but you know that that was you know a shit show in itself but to end money in the bank you the biggest pop that happened for money in the bank john cena returned you know dominic 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 Toretto's brother, for some unknown reason, showed up. Now, before I start talking about John Cena, let me just say this. Um, I don't know if you saw the Fast and the Furious movie, Q, but John Cena's character is Dominic Toretto's brother in the Fast and the Furious movies. Um, that is the equivalent of me being Baron Trump's half-brother. It would never fucking happen. Why did it happen? And more importantly, does anybody just like look and say, you know what? That that shit does not match up at all. So I guess now that you know the Fast and the Furious movie is out and has done the numbers that it needs to do, John Cena says, you know what? I'll go back to wrestling. So at the end of the match, Roman Reigns ended up winning his title again, you know, retaining his title rather. So he's had the belt officially 324 days. No big deal. Had the title for that long, and then at the end of the match, John Cena comes out to one of the hugest pops that he's ever had. Like honestly, he's been like in the WWE at least twenty five years, twenty five maybe thirty years, and he's just biggest pop. And I was like, yo, like even I was like, yo, that that's fire. He came back, and then Lou just he ruined my entire fucking day. So Lou, this one's for you, bro. I love you so much. Um, <laughs> oh man, Lou, Lou, Lou. 
Lulu. Um, so I, I'm not even gonna talk about the whole thing because the, the WWE Raw is still happening as we're watching. All I'll say to end my little wrestling portion is John Cena kicked off, you know, Raw by showing up. And everybody's like, oh shit, John Cena's back. Cool, whatever. Um, there's that. Um Bobby Lashley says, you know, that he wants somebody to be next. And naturally, whenever you hear the word who's next, you think Goldberg, right? Goldberg makes his return. Now, this would have been great in 2009. This would have been great in 2013. It is fucking 2021. And we are suffering through Goldberg. Goldberg don't even look like Goldberg. You know who Goldberg looks like? Goldberg looks like Bruce Willis in the hostage movie. You're like, yo, is that Bruce Willis? Yeah, that's Bruce Willis. But is that diehard Bruce Willis? Or is that like, you know, like M. Night Shyamalan? Like, is that that Bruce Willis? You're like, yeah, it's like M. Night. But Goldberg, like the muscles are gone. The steroids are gone. I'm, I'm convinced that the tattoo's gone, to be completely honest as well. Um, he's walking out in like your granddaddy's gear, like, you know, the cutoff sleeves, but like half the shirt's white, half of it's black. You, you can tell he has like a Make America Great Again hat somewhere in his closet. But either way, <laughs> he, he, he comes out and you're like, you know what? Goldberg, like he gets a pop. Everybody is excited at the fact that Goldberg's here. Goldberg pretty much challenges Bobby Lashley to what's going to be the worst match of SummerSlam. They are really petitioning for the WWE Championship title match at SummerSlam to be Bill Goldberg and Bobby Lashley, two people who already don't deserve to wear gold, fighting against each other to wear gold. I could give a fuck less about this match. But what happened, which really pissed me off, after officially 14 months of being off of the WWE queue, my guy, Kevin Lee, comes back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Kevin Lee's back. This is dope. They put him against Bobby Lashley, and Bobby Lashley wins. So I'm like, yo, you bring this guy back, and he gets buried? Like, the first fucking night that he's back? What, what is going on here? The WWE has poor planning. They, they hate... They, I think they just hate us, to be completely honest. They just don't, they don't know what to do with black athletes and shit like that. So I, I'm just going to let that... Just whatever. Um, in closing, when it comes to the UFC, I'm sorry, not the UFC. When it comes to the WWE, um, I'll, I'll say this. Vince McMahon, if you, you do not give Triple H the reins to the WWE by the end of the year, I'm moving to AEW all the way. Wow. Because I already can't watch your shit on Peacock. Because I could care less. And I'm not buying Peacock to watch Friends and WWE. I absolutely fucking refuse. It will not happen. But I will say this, Vince. I don't want to wish death on you. I don't want to wish old age you. I, I could care less about any of that. What I'm saying, what I'm saying right, right now is the WWE is a fucking disaster. How do you have three different... Sh- they, that's what they need to do. I just answered my own question. The WWE needs to take, you know, go back from this whole raw brand, SmackDown brand, because each show is like three hours long and there's like 45 minutes of commercial. There's each match is maybe like nine or 10 minutes long and they're always bullshit. 
and then it's the same matches over and over. It's just like rinse and repeat. Now, is it hard to do the same shit every week for 52 weeks? Absolutely. Is it easier when you have 65 fucking wrestlers that can do it? Probably. Is it harder because out of that 65, you keep using the same 18? Yes. How do you have 65 to 70 people on your roster? You're paying these people to work for you, and they're not working. Roman Reigns should not be a champion for 323 days. Do you know what his finishing move is, Q? Mm, There's one of two. There's one of two. A spear and punching someone in the face. That's pretty boring. That is his finishing move. Here's the thing. So, you, you know, you know, you've heard the term one hitter quitter, right? You'd be like, all right, you hit the mm-hmm. person one time, they fall to the ground, that's it. That sounds halfway normal. Here's the issue with Roman Reigns' punch. It's called the Superman punch, right? Mm-hmm. And what he does is he, he jumps in the air and punches down in order to hit you. Now, I'm not the biggest person on science, but what I do know for a fact is this. When you are punching down, there's actually less impact on the punch than if you're punching up. This is why there is an uppercut and not a downer cut. That is just boxing 101. That, that is just boxing 101. Number two, Q, this finishing move called the Superman punch, he wears a glove. He wears a Michael Jackson Thanos glove that is gold, and he punches you. So now, not only are you not getting punched by, like, bare knuckles, you're being punched by, like, a padded glove in the face. Oh. I've had enough. I've fucking had enough. Um, I, I honestly don't have anything else, Q. When, when it comes to wrestling, maybe next week. Because, Jesus. They, <laughs> every, every week we go through this. But I will say, I have to, I have to say this. Um, I wanted to formally apologize to Nia Jax because it seems like she's going through something. She's going through a crisis where like, she's just, she, she's definitely injuring people. So I'm not going to sit here and act like she's not almost killed people before. Cause she's definitely done that. But Nia Jax is clearly going through something and she's not happy with either her treatment for the WWE or the way that she's been performing at the WWE. Again, like I said about like eight, eight minutes ago about nepotism and, you know, just having the right, you know, being a part of the right family can get you places. Nia Jax hasn't gone anywhere in eight to nine years. Um, and the reason why I say that is because Charlotte Flair is champion right now and Nia Jax isn't. So I don't know if it's because, you know, it can't be the fact that she's a woman. So it's not that. It can't be the fact that it's not family ties because clearly The Rock versus Ric Flair, like, I'm like, you know what, put the belt on somebody from The Rock's family. He's more relevant. He's new. Whatever. Um, can I just say race? Probably. Probably. But overall, man, when it, com- when it comes to the WWE, it- it's a cesspool. Um, I'm not really too fond in anything that they do right now. And I-, I hope that Vince McMahon just says, you know what? The ratings are tanking. Let me sell it off. Because here's the thing. If Vince McMahon sells the company, I know he's going to sell the company and say, I'll sell it, but I have to be a part of it somehow. And that's why it hasn't sold. Because people are like, yo, like your product already is bad. Just let us take the company and just like put it out back and shoot it. A lot of people <laughs> would just rather take WWE Raw. No, honestly, like I, I lied to 
do not cue. Like, say Netflix decided they want to do live TV. They say, you know what, we're going to buy the WWE. We'll take Raw, we'll take SmackDown, we'll take NXT and shit like that. The first thing they're going to do is cancel Raw. And the reason why, Raw is fucking terrible. Um, now, you, someone would say, well, why don't you just, like, rebrand? You can't rebrand that. The only thing you can do with wrestling right now is take NXT, make that, like, Sunday night heat. It comes on Wednesdays or Thursday, whatever night it comes on. Leave that how it is because it works. That's completely fine. SmackDown and Raw, though, you can't do this like, you know, one show has this and one show has that and it's different rosters. That has not worked. And the thing is, the WWE knows this because they changed this shit four times. They say, you know what? We're going to have separate brands. We're going to have Raw. We're going to have SmackDown. They tried that shit in 1999. They tried it in 2003. They tried it again in 2009. And they tried it again recently in 2015. And it has not worked any time. And the reason why it doesn't work is because there's too many fucking fighters. One, you have, like I said, 65, 70 people on your WWE roster, but you are breaking them up between two shows, thinking that you're giving them more and more exposure, but you're actually giving them less. If you could compare right now, Q, Raw from tonight, Versus Raw from, let's say, 2001. Mm-hmm. Or even the Attitude Era. Like, the Attitude Era. That three or four hours of Raw that like, used to happen from 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock, there was so much. Your, your head would explode. You have the Nation of Domination. You have the fucking Undertaker. You have Kane. You have fucking Stone Cold coming out in milk trucks and shit. You, like, yo, all that happened every week in three hours. Do you know what happens now in three hours Cole mm. is just talking he's using words that honestly the dictionary don't even want to use they're like yo that shouldn't be a word like exorbitantly should not be a fucking word and why are you using that to describe a power bomb it's an exorbitant power bomb what no no <laughs> fucking no cut this shit out and the reason for that again it's been McMahon. Vince McMahon has a thing where he doesn't like wrestling terms to be used for wrestling. That's why you can't call them wrestlers. You have to call them superstars. It's like nothing about them is super. Or, you know, you, he can't say, um, now they can't say powerbomb. They can't use the crippler cross face because you know, Benoit killed his family and rest in peace to them. But there's certain shit that they can't say because Vince McMahon doesn't want to say them. Because he just has, I don't want to say a limited vocabulary, but he's just like, you know what? I don't like that word, so I'm not going to use it. That's like me trying to say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and then spell it right out. Vince is like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. What I'll just use another hard word that sounds smart. And it's like, why? Why? But either way, I've given y'all my 15 minutes. I said I was going to cap it at 15, and damn it, I have. Um, To recap, (laughs) just really... To recap really briefly, um, the WWE, like I said, if they do not sell everything to Peacock by the end of the year, I'm talking ending their Fox contract. I'm talking about, you know, NXT, SmackDown, Raw, pay-per-views, back catalog. They need to sell that shit because truthfully, Goldberg is main eventing SummerSlam against Bobby fucking Lashley. nobody, Nobody wants that. No, nobody wants that shit. 
Nobody wants that. So with that being said, I'm I'm done with my Porsche. I'm really pissed off now thinking about that. Fucking Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg is like Q. Goldberg is 54 years old, man. This man is 54 years old, still pulling main events. And I thought I used to get mad when I would see Undertaker every year trying to pick up somebody for a fucking tombstone. Like he ain't got bad knees and shit. But here we are. Here we fucking are. And Let, let's wrap it up. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh, I'm sick of that shit. Oh man! All right, well, <laughs> we got one comment, and it's from Lil. Hope you feel it. Hope you're feeling better, brother. Here we go. I love you guys too, man. Miss y'all. We, of we, course, we, man. We miss you too, Lil. Hopefully, you're better next week. Um, uh, see, you know, we can go back to the three head, three headed monster that we created. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Oh, oh man! Oh man! Ooh. Well, I know where your who your voice is going to. I don't really have none yep. this week. I don't really have yeah. this week. Actually, I do. I'm gonna join you. I'm gonna join you in giving giving out the Adam Gates Why You Still Here Award to to the IOC and the Tokyo Olympics. Why? 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 Just, just why? Why? Why are just they why? still here, Q? Why are they still here? I have no, no idea. I would rather, Q, I would rather watch eight hours of people playing skee-ball at Chuck E. Cheese before I watch the fucking Olympics. The Olympics is fucking boring. It's a whole bunch of, like, like archaic sports that are just, like, like, I do not want to watch you throw an 80-pound disc 25 feet because you know who else likes that shit? perverts and muscular men i don't want to fucking watch that shit like <laughs> some shit I, I i get it it's like yo like you know it, it's a history thing it, it's historic you know what else is historic slavery i don't, don't rem- i don't want to rewatch that shit that's why i don't watch slave movies i don't watch that come on man the olympics has gotten to the point where they, they don't realize that like their like their way of doing things is no longer a thing and they could get rid of it but they won't. But I, actually, Q, you know what? Remember I had the Adam Gates Why Are You Still Here Award mm-hmm. earlier tonight? Mm-hmm. Um, it, this isn't an award. It's more so of like a reflection that I, I noticed. Um, I watched the Naomi Osaka documentary that was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It was, I, I've seen like three parts of it. I don't know if there's more or not. Um, the takeaway that I got from this, and I don't want to give them an award because I don't want to be disrespectful, but what I definitely noticed out of this is, in my personal opinion, Naomi Osaka's mom, from, from what I gather, and I'm, I'm trying to like parse it the way that it doesn't sound disrespectful, um, her, her mother seems to enjoy the fact that she is an athlete more than Naomi Osaka enjoys being an athlete. Like, like, have you ever seen like somebody whose parents kind of like pressure them into doing the shit that they've been doing since like childhood, even though they really don't want to do that shit anymore? I get from from that documentary, Naomi Osaka don't want to do sports no more. She don't want to do tennis. She's like, yo, I'm good at it. I'm great at it. Do I like doing it? Sometimes. You know what I don't want to do? That shit. Like that, that's what I get from Naomi Osaka. So, you know, when we talked about mental health and stuff like that, I don't see Naomi Osaka waking up every morning now 
knowing that, you know what? She's good at fashion. She's in a relationship. She's happy. She, you know, she's the highest paid. So she don't, she's not hurting for money at all. She's on the, she's on the cover. She's on the cover of sports, the the swimsuit issue. Exactly. I see her as somebody who is honestly satisfied with everything they've already done. They're set. And they're like, you know what? I want to do something else now. From that documentary, though, in my personal opinion, it just felt like her mom's pushing her to continue doing this shit. And it was just one thing that it was one scene in the documentary that kind of like upset me, which was they were at dinner and Naomi Osaka, like her mom and her dad and her friends were there. I think her sister was there as well. And Naomi Osaka, you know, her dad was like, I'm so proud of you. And, you know, and that's the one thing you could tell, like her eyes lit up to hear that someone was proud of her. And it just happened to be her father. But then at the flip of the coin, her mom, instead of saying, I'm proud of you, she was telling her about all the things that she needs to accomplish when it came to the sport of tennis. And it's like, yo, like you're her mom. Like, I don't want to say she was just like being rude, but it's like, yo, like watching that kind of cringeworthy it's like yo like your mom is still pushing you and there's nothing to push you've done it all like she's pushing you to just honestly be the best of something you're already the best of that that to me isn't this peer pressure but it's like yo like your parent is pretty much just pushing you to honestly continue this because they don't want to lose it and that's how it felt for me it's like yo like you want naomi uh naomi uh naomi to be so good at something she's already an expert at but the thing is if she's not good at it anymore then that means that you don't hold any relevance. Now, I could be completely off base with this, but watching that documentary, like if you watch it yourself, Q, it's on Netflix. You'll, okay. you'll sit there and say the same thing. You're like, yo, like, it, it just hurt knowing that, like, yo, like, your mom, like, the father is usually the one who's like, no, do this, do this. Because we've all heard about Serena's pops and stuff like that. You know, right. Serena and Venus's, you know, dad. It's like, you know, he, he was really gonna go on them being the best, but he also <clears> loved <throat> them at the end of the day. And they will tell you that shit. Naomi Osaka, like, watching that documentary, like, it, it made me, like, feel for her. Like, yo, like, when she said she needed to take a break, she needed to take a break. When she was doing fashion stuff, she was happy with fashion. But the moment that tennis was brought up, it, it felt, like, traumatic. It felt like, yo, I'm doing this shit like it's a chore. Like, you know, like my mom told me to go and wash dishes. And it's like, yo, like, if that's something that's no longer your passion anymore, but you like, and I, I don't want to bring up like Asian culture and stuff like that, but you know for a fact that in that particular culture, they're like, they kind of instill like repetition and honestly just being the best at your craft. Mm-hmm. And that exuded in that documentary because I'm like, why is her, like, her dad, he, he kind of standoffish. He's like, you know what? Like, I'll let you do what makes you happy and I'll. I won't say anything until you ask me to. Mm-hmm. And Naomi Osaka's mom, well, a, a lot of the same also, but at the same time, like she, she kind of had that, like that face, that aura of like, well, she better be the best at this because if she's not, then who, what else is she going to do with her life? You know how some parents will do that shit. It was like, well, you've been doing this for so long. You better be an expert at it because you can't do anything else right now. If you try to change your career, that's what it felt like. So, you know, if I had to give if I had to give an award, it it would just be the Y Award. Like, you know, kids already are traumatized as, like, kids for just being kids. But knowing that you're now an adult and you're still trying to appease your parents because you, you know that you don't want to do something anymore, 
But instead of you saying you don't want to do it, you just know for a fact that you're kind of like a cash cow and you are the person that mm-hmm. is now like, yeah, like it, it just hurt to watch that doc, bro. <coughs> Excuse me. But, you know, I, I really implore people to go watch it. I don't want to, you know, sway anybody's thought process or like views of it, but please do your homework and watch that documentary because it, it made me feel a way that particular scene to see her mom not even say that I'm proud of you. It was, it just felt like business as usual, like a transaction, like, Hey, Hey, um, chop, chop. Like th- this is what you need to do. This is what you're expected to do. Like in our call, you know, how, like us being black people, like, you know, we're expected to do things cause we black. Like, and I'm sure mm-hmm. I, I don't want to speak for the Asian community, but that's how it felt just in that family. Like, in that family, it felt like, well, hey, you're Naomi Osaka. You are expected to do things. And I, I've heard other like podcasters and like, like you know, sports analysts. They've said things like, "Well, why did Naomi Osaka like? She embraces her, you know, her Asian culture, but she she doesn't really speak on the black culture. It's like, yo, that's on her. That's her personal preference, and that's none of our business. But that documentary, I, I, I sat there and I watched with that lens of like." You know, like I'm going in here blind, but I know it was a lot of, you know, her heritage with her Asian culture and, you know, her doing her thing. You know, she was taking photos, you know, and in the garb and things like that. But then when it came to like her, her actual like her black side and things like that, it was like, oh, like I'm I'm black, but I really don't identify with that. And it's like, oh, like this is kind of fucked up. Like, and mind you, her father didn't really say much. And he was the one that would it seemed to be the most proud. So it's like, you know, like your dad is the most proud of you, but like there's nothing there. So I, I felt really disappointed to watch that. But I implore people to, if you want something to watch, that's it. I can't even remember the name. I just know for a fact it's neat. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's the Naomi Osaka little documentary. It just a, a little bit cringeworthy, but it's it's definitely worth you know worth watching. So okay, all right. All right, so we have one last voice, one last voicemail. Let's listen to that now. Here you go. Well, shit, you gotta choose something. What if she shaded them Asians? They would have said the same thing you said. That is fucked up. Somebody's gotta lose. Yeah. Yeah, I, here's the thing. I usually would agree with you, but here's the thing. When it comes to like the race thing, you already are a you know a biracial or mixed race kid to begin with. You don't need to shade anybody. There's nothing to shade. You are you can embrace both cultures without shading the other one. But in that documentary itself, I, I really want people to watch it first, and we can come back next week because, in, in my personal opinion, I watched it like yo, like it's almost as if like you don't even identify with the fact that you have like black blood, and it wasn't even her. It was just more so what the documentary, you know, what the doc presented. Like, there was one scene where it's like, okay, she has on, like, you know, the garb and everything like that, like, the, the clothing. I, I can't, like, depict the actual name of it, but she's taking photos in it and stuff like that. And she just, almost she looked uncomfortable. She was like, well, I'm doing this, but, you know, like, she's just doing it just to do it or just because she wants to embrace the culture, but she doesn't really talk too much about it. And, like we said earlier in the show, like, it, you know, mental health does take a play in that because you just don't want to, like... You don't want to disrespect your parents and you don't want to like tell them no. And that's what it felt like just watching it. It felt like 
when your your parents buy you an outfit, and he's like, you you have to wear this because like I, I bought it for you. That's what it felt like to me, in my personal opinion. But you know, I'm welcome to change my opinion on it. That's just what I gathered from that documentary. Okay, and I think we have a follow up comment from from, from Gary. Let's see. Yeah, but it's a documentary. She might tell you to your face. That's crazy. That's a documentary. That's how they made it look. There's scenes that you didn't even get to see that they cut out. You don't know. You just you taking it too far. Well, that's the thing. That is, it's different when it's something that you don't have a final say. So, if it was like something that was unauthorized, this is on Netflix. You can't tell me that they put that out and they didn't have control at all of anything that was published. That's not how documentaries work. Not, not for a publication like Netflix. I've, I've yet to see anything that's published on Netflix that gets backlash because the person who it was about all of a sudden say, you know what? I don't like the way that that was depicted. And that's going down to like narcos. So again, personal opinion. Okay. Um, yeah, I, <clears throat> I, I have nothing this week. <laughs> no award for me this week. Uh, it's been a, I mean, you know, last week, uh, the All Star Game, and there wasn't, there wasn't really a lot of sports, um, uh, taking place. Um, so yeah, that that's about all I have. <laughs> So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. One last thing. One last thing. I'm sorry. Okay, go one ahead. Last thing. Go ahead. Um, I, I, I want to say like prayers up to the four people that, you know, ended up being shot at Nets Park. Uh, we didn't really was, touch on that it, too much. Yeah, um, it was it was only three. It was three, it was only, right? It was three. It was only three. So, you know, definitely prayers up to them. Um, that was kind of like my last little ditch effort, you know, when it comes to that because, you know, for that stadium to be in the location that it's at for that to be the first instance it's it's definitely a surprise for me um i will say the stadium i'm glad that they cleared things up because the way that it was presented on espn who they're already a piece of shit for the way that they display things but the fact that the nets and you know the stadium itself and you know the companies and corporations around that you know arena how they clear things up for espn who made it seem like hey you know the Nat Stadium, they pretty much told all the fans to fucking get out of the stadium, even though people were shooting on the outside of it. They cleared that up. They said, no, we told people to stay in the stadium. So ESPN, yeah, I really need them to not only fact check. Yeah, like I, I really need ESPN to stop doing like, you know, like shock treatment type of like things in order to get a couple clicks on ESPN.com and on their TV channel. Because not only... Did they have the the two camera angles of the like the shooting itself? Mm-hmm. But they were making it seem like oh the entire fucking stadium ran out of the you know all the people that were in the stadium ran outside of the stadium because the stadium told them to get out. Like that's absolutely not how that worked. So yeah, yeah, it it, it, it that was definitely a, a, a crazy situation. And like I said, like that started the show, you know. DC is like a war zone right now. I mean, you know, on Friday, a six-year-old child lost it, lost her life. She was just outside playing on her scooter, and some fuck jobs come and start sh- and shooting up the place. A six-year-old child, 
a six-year-old child. Not even, you know, <clears throat> and the crazy thing is, it hasn't been three years since Makaya Wilson was shot and killed and she was 10. And it's actually, this is, this, this is going into the third year. This is the third year, third year anniversary of her, of her, her death because some jackass wanted to come up and, 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 and started shooting as she was headed, to, headed to an ice cream truck. Like, Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah. it, it's just you know, it's, I, I, it's, I, it's a crazy world. It's a crazy world, but I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna get political. Um, it's just, it's just sickening. Like a, a six year old child haven't even begun to live their life, and now it's extinguished because of some idiot with a fucking gun. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't, man. This is crazy. So we got this last comment. And then we're going to get up out of here. You know, you know that Naomi's woke or wants to be because that whole thing with Serena Williams, when she beat her that first time in the major, she was trying to appease her. It really, you could see a person being pulled in two different directions. She was crying because mm-hmm. part of her was like, I should be celebrating this chick's being an asshole. And the other part of her was like, I got to, you know, play woke and act like I'm sad that this chick lost. She was all confused. So I think she leans woke. If she was like me, yep. I would tell that bitch to shut the fuck up. Yep. I beat your ass. Leave me the hell alone. <laughs> yep. All you woke people get off my back. Give me my fucking flowers. Yeah. And that's a, that's a problem for another episode, bro. Like, you know, we could talk to a blue in the face about people who were just like thinking woke or people who are a little bit too awake and need to go to sleep. But again, not the episode for that because we had to tell in the SQ. Leave us out, bro. Alright, um where can they find you on uh, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, they can follow me at our shop tongue on Twitter. You can follow me on the YouTube channel at Hey Greggy, of course. Feel free to subscribe there. I'm definitely there now. Um Instagram, you better not try to find me. Don't follow me on there because you will not get access. But you can follow the podcast at YB Bothered on Twitter and you can follow us at Young Black Pod on Instagram. Yeah, I, I like how you. <laughs> I was just like thinking, oh shit, what is the what's the what's the, what's the show social media handles? Oh god, I'm going to eventually get it one day. I'm going to get it one day. But you can follow yes. me on my personal Twitter at kidz1906. Fuck Instagram, that shit sucks. Um, until next week, where we'll be back at full strength. Uh, we will see you then. Y'all have a great week, everybody. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, Perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 